The Denver Broncos improved to 7-6 and six on the season after a massive win on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 14 of NFL action. What is the storyline for this Broncos team with just four games remaining, and how did they dismantle Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense? We'll dive deeper into that and much more here on this freshly brewed installment. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into a freshly brewed installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Mile High Sports is every team, every day. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for MHS. And look here, a big, big show here this morning for everybody in Broncos country. So make sure as you're watching along here on YouTube, you pour yourself a cup of coffee, you sit back, you relax, and you recap this game here with myself engaging the comments down below. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page as well so you never miss out on everything that you love from your favorite Colorado sports team. But the Broncos are back on top right now in the conversation here in Colorado with recent struggles by the Colorado Avalanche, the Colorado Rockies, obviously, and obviously the Denver Nuggets in a little bit of a slump as of late here. Very, very weird to see how the tables have turned just a tiny bit here, but obviously those seasons are still very early on in the NHL and the NBA to define this narrative. But Denver's turnaround has been impressive. They went on the road in Sunday's game, week 14 of NFL action, and they decimated the Los Angeles Chargers to improve to 7-6 and six on the season here. And really the story for this game for Denver there was the defense early on. Now the onset, the offense got the I mean, defense forced, obviously, a quick punt. But then one thing we saw was that the offense, their first play, it was intercepted. Russell Wilson threw a pass to Marvin Mims on an out route. Marvin did a little bit of a body adjustment, a little bit too far inside of him in terms of where the throw was at. It's got to be a little bit more outside, but it hit Marvin in the hands. Michael Davis ripped it away, and all of a sudden the Chargers, they get the ball inside the 10-yard line, and all of a sudden everyone's sitting there like, oh, dude, Denver's, Denver's this is not the ideal start you want for the road. Like That's been a narrative for them. They have not gotten off to good starts on the road. It certainly didn't indicate that. But then the Chargers, they, they got the ball, and they had a couple of plays. And all of a sudden, it's fourth down. Brandon Staley, as we all know, loves to go for it. Denver's defense, they held firm, and they got to stop forcing a turnover on downs. And that, in my opinion, that kind of served as the catalyst. That served as the, you know what? You can try to be fancy. You can try to be creative. We're here to play, and Denver's defense from that point forward, they didn't look back a single ounce as they ramped up the pressure on Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense, but it gave the Broncos an opportunity. It gave them life in this game where pressure was paramount against Justin Herbert, who was sacked four times relatively quickly in this game. Now, obviously, a story for the Chargers. Herbert would end up leaving the game in the second quarter with a finger injury. Come to find out, he fractured the right finger on it, right index finger on his throwing hand. He's going to undergo an MRI. More than likely, his season's going to be done for here. So that was a big blow for the Chargers. But you know, it didn't matter if Herbert was in the game. He was under duress from the onset here by Denver's defense, led by Baron Browning, led by Jonathan Cooper, Zach Allen, Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, Nick Benito. I mean, Denver and Vance Joseph said, you know what? We're not going to give Justin Herbert, who's got one of the best arms in the NFL, we're not going to get him to sit back in the pocket and just try to carve us up because C.J. Stroud carved up Denver's secondary last week. Denver said, we can't have that happen here once again. So they sent the pressure, and they got after him. They hit him left and right, and unfortunately, one of those hits, you know, he went to the ground. I think he injured his finger while going to the ground there after being sacked, if I'm not mistaken, by I think it was Zach Allen in this situation. But 
man, we talk about tone setter here for Denver's defense. Let's take a look at some of the key numbers from Sunday's game. Obviously, the Broncos, they win this one 24-7. We'll dive deep into the offense, defense, and everything else. Focusing here on the defense, the thing that stood out to me was just that Denver, they were ready for a lot of situations on third down. They were obviously very great on fourth down. I mean, in a game where the Chargers, who obviously have a lot of talent at the running back position, with a lot of talent at the receiver position, they were 0 for 12 on third down. Denver's defense held them to 0 for 12. That's going to improve their ranking this week as they prepare for the Detroit Lions. And on top of that, they held the Chargers to 0 for 4 on fourth down when the Chargers and Brennan Staley went for it. They they were trying to be ultra aggressive, and they didn't get a single conversion there. 0 for 4 on fourth down. Hats off to Vance Joseph and the Broncos defense for what they've been able to do, how dominant they've been able to be as of late. The turnaround has been so impressive here. That's obviously a crazy stat. I don't know if that's ever happened in an NFL game before. I'll have to look into that, but holding a team to 0 for 12 on third down, holding them to 0 for 4 on fourth down, they made the Chargers' life a living hell. But on top of that, we talk about pressure. We talk about sacks. The Chargers quarterbacks between Justin Herbert and Easton Stick, they were sacked six times, right? Six different players for the Broncos had a sack here in Sunday's game, including Justin Simmons, P.J. Locke. Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, Zach Allen, uh, you name it. Everybody was getting involved in terms of getting after quarterbacks here. That, I think, is something that stood out to me is just how consistent was across the board at almost every level of the field. Defensive line, outside linebacker, linebacker, and secondary guys getting involved. Eight different players for the Broncos defense in Sunday's win had a pass defense as well. We talked about it here on the show. One of the bigger keys is how do you slow down Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. Obviously, with Herbert going out with the injury, that impacted things. But Keenan Allen was targeted 12 times. He had six catches for 68 yards. His longest catch of the day was for 22 yards. He was a guy that could absolutely hurt you in a big way in this game. And Denver reduced his overall effectiveness overall in Sunday's game. And Patrick Sertan had a pretty good game against him. And that was obviously a great thing to see. But we're seeing guys like Jaquan McMillan making big-time plays here for Denver defensively. That was another impressive thing to see. If I had to give a game ball, look, Denver's defense, this was a complete team win. But Jaquan McMillan, can we talk about this for a moment? In my opinion, has arguably been the Broncos MVP for the defensive turnaround since getting inserted into the nickel. Taking a look at his stats here, five total tackles, one sack that accounted for 10 yards lost. He had two quarterback hits, two tackles for a loss, and one pass defense in this game. And he did come free on one of those sacks. We thought it was, you know, he knocked the ball from East and Stick. The ball goes out. He picks it up, scoops it up, runs into the end zone. They call it an incomplete pass because Stick's hand was coming forward. So it's just one of those things that if that would have counted, this would have been an entirely different conversation about the game, more dominant fashion. Like Denver dominated this game, but this would have been utter domination from a standpoint that the Chargers never really had a chance. And Denver's defense and Vance Joseph, they were just aggressive. They were blitz happy. And the coverage and the communication for the most part in this game was really, really good. That is an exciting thing to build off of. And Denver's going to have their work cut out for them here this week. Because they're going to play on Saturday, folks. Yes, that's right. Saturday night football. The Detroit Lions. They're going to play in primetime in Motown. And Denver's going to have to bring their A game because the Lions are a team. They're coming off of a loss, which makes them a little bit dangerous at this point. I think they're now 9-4 and four on the season. And Denver's got a really good opportunity right here, especially in the thick of the AFC playoff hunt. They're still on the hunt here. They're one game back from the AFC West here after the Chiefs lost to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday 
A win plus a Chiefs loss would put Denver into first inside the AFC West on Saturday. And obviously, you'd have to factor in what's the outcome of the Chiefs game in terms of where they're at on Sunday. But Denver's got a great opportunity here, folks. And look, four, four games remaining. Detroit, Christmas Eve against the New England Patriots. Another game against the Chargers, who are more than likely going to be without Justin Herbert for the season. And then the Raiders, who lost 3 nothing to the Minnesota Vikings at home this past weekend. Denver's got a great chance here, folks. And look, they got to take it week by week, but they're in firm control here after a 1-5 start. Denver's turnaround, even if they don't make the playoffs this season, Denver's turnaround has been impressive. It can't be discounted. I mean, I don't think you can have, you look at that. What Sean Payton has done for this team has stood out in a big, big way here for the Broncos. Now, the offense overall had some struggles in Sunday's game, but they found a way to redeem themselves when it mattered most. What do we mean by that? We'll take a look at the offensive performance and what Russell Wilson did effectively to help the Broncos secure this victory in Sunday's game. You'll get all that action here on today's episode of GMB. Real quick, let me tell you about Superbook Sports, the sponsor of today's episode of the show. Refer a friend and earn a $50 bonus this season with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss the refer a friend bonus. All you need to do is click on the refer a friend link under your profile in the Superbook app, share the promo code with friends, and you will get a $50 bonus for everyone who registers using your code. So win money wagering and win money referring this season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. Always love Kim's insight. Make sure you check out her daily every single day here on Mile High Sports YouTube page, plus our Mile High Sports socials on Instagram and Twitter, if people still use that website these days. But anyways, what did the Broncos offense do on Sunday? We mentioned a little bit of the abysmal start there. The first play of the game, Russell Wilson was intercepted. Kind of a simultaneous thing between, you know, bad throw by him, but also Marvin Mims not securing the catch, and it led to a takeaway. Denver's defense got the ball back for them, got the stop. So it kind of negated that there. But I think the biggest key for Denver coming into this week was, okay, hey, third down was an issue after going 0 for 11 on third down against the Houston Texans last week in their loss there. Denver didn't necessarily have a great start when it came to the third down department, though they finished the game 8 of 17. But one of the things about this Broncos offense is they really leaned on, okay, they knew that Sean Payton coming into it was like, okay, our defense is playing really well. They're getting the ball back. Let's try to run the ball here. Javante Williams leading the way for Denver, 17 carries for 66 yards and one touchdown. And really, I think a big part of that in terms of the idea and the formula for the Broncos through the first three quarters of play here, Denver got the ball back and they got an interception, got on the three-yard line of the Chargers. Javante Williams punched it in from three yards out and Denver kicked the field goal, obviously right before halftime to go up 10-0. But the Chargers couldn't generate any momentum. And with Herbert's injury, the idea kind of shifted to, okay, hey, the Broncos are going to run the football and they're going to play aggressive defense, which, you know, against, I think, some better teams that maybe don't have a quarterback that's injured, don't have some injuries at wide receiver, like the charge, like Denver's going to play a very, very tough Detroit Lions team. Denver cannot play that way against the Lions here this upcoming Saturday. So something to keep an eye on there. But overall, while Denver, I think at one point, I think they were four of 12 on third down at a crucial juncture. Denver at one point of the game, obviously with the momentum, 17-7, Chargers go down and find find some rhythm quickly with from Easton Stick to obviously uh, you know uh, Quentin Johnson having a big 
catch downfield for 57 yards. Austin Eckler punching it in for a touchdown. All of a sudden, it's okay. It's a 10-point game. There's 10 minutes and 26 seconds left in this game. And so for me, it was like, okay, we're going to find out a lot about this Broncos offense because the defense has been kind of carrying the water all day long. And then they made the most important drive of the game and probably something that I think it redeemed them entirely. Now, before we get into that, I should probably mention, okay, well, how do they get 17 points at one juncture? Well, Cortland Sutton, once again, continuing to work his magic, his 10th touchdown reception of the season. He's the first Broncos receiver since the late great Demarius Thomas back in 2014 to have over 10 plus receiving touchdowns in a season. And obviously a tremendous honor. Cortland Sutton, very close with DT and just a big moment for court. Who's obviously had a tremendous season. He had a big play one handed catch for a touchdown against Davis had obviously had pass interference. Once again, making great plays there. That was fantastic to see from Cortland Sutton, but the real, I think, in my opinion, defining moment of this game that helped the Broncos secure this victory and something I think we all needed to see as media members. I think for you as fans, what we needed to see is can this Broncos offense find a way to turn it on when it matters? They've had moments this year where they have, don't get me wrong, but in this game, okay, it's a 10 point game. The chargers have a little bit of momentum in the fourth quarter, 10 minutes left on the game clock. What are you going to do? Denver was punting the football away. They weren't having a lot of success. They were just trying to milk the clock and that wasn't working for them. So on Denver's ensuing possession after the chargers scored to cut the deficit to 17 to seven, Russell Wilson and the offense, they orchestrated a 13 play. 75-yard drive that capped off with a wide-open touchdown catch from Adam Troutman to really kind of solidify this 24-7 victory. But what stood out to me in that was that Denver, who had struggled on third down on that specific drive that ended in a touchdown on a 13-play drive, there were four third-down situations Denver was four for four in converting on those third down situations. And they were smart. They were getting yards after the catch from Adam Troutman. They were getting guys involved like Samaj P. Ryan, Cortland Sutton, once again, Jerry Judy. And all of a sudden, things were like, okay, you know what? For what we could have described, okay, hey, the Broncos won, but the offense looked terrible. That was the theme going into the fourth quarter. Sean Payton, I don't know what he did. I don't know what the Broncos did. Obviously, Russell Wilson, the offensive line, they executed relatively well here. We needed to see that type of drive from them. And they came out and and they marched downfield. They took seven minutes and 26 seconds off of the clock, specifically on that drive while converting 4-4 on third down and ultimately leading to a touchdown catch there from Troutman to really kind of put it away. To me, that was what I needed to see here from this Broncos team. We know that they can flip it. We know that they can turn it on. That was a promising sign there. And look, you got to just hope you can continue to get better. Jerry Judy didn't have the best day. He got torn up on social media. Uh, obviously, there was a catch where he kind of body adjusted, rushed through it toward the sideline on the deep ball. He, he couldn't get both feet in, and obviously it went through his hands there. He got blasted for that. He had a touchdown catch in the second quarter right before the end of halftime, was not able to get that second foot down, was criticized and torn apart on social media for not dragging his back foot. In my opinion, look, you, you know, Jerry didn't have his best game. But you can, you need to still go to him, right? And I think next week you need to just go to him because he's getting open. He can make these plays. Just because he didn't make them in this game doesn't mean that you completely phase him out of the game plan. You go back to him. You show him that, hey, you know what? You didn't get it this week. We're going to go back to it. It's there. We have things we can build on. That's Sean Payton's mentality and mindset. I think we will see that this upcoming week against the Lions. They're going to have to rely a little bit on Jerry Judy. Jerry's going to have to make these plays when called upon this upcoming week against Detroit. So something big to talk about there. And then, you know, I think one thing we have to monitor here, Quinn Miners, obviously right guard here for Denver. He left the game. We found out at halftime 
You know, he said it was downgraded to out with an illness. And we were, we were wondering like an illness, like what happened? Come to find out he had an irregular heartbeat, was transported to a local hospital and stayed overnight in Los Angeles as a precaution and will more than likely make his way back to Denver here today. But obviously a little bit of a scary situation. Didn't finish the game. We obviously hope first and foremost that he's okay, that he will be okay, that he'll be able to play. This is something that bears monitoring throughout this week. Luke Wattenberg was able to step in and finish the game at right guard for him, but obviously we're, we're going to continue to monitor that. On the injury side of things, Nick Benito, outside linebacker, was carted off in the first quarter and did not return. He's going to undergo an MRI here today. We'll find out a little bit more from the results, and hopefully it's nothing serious, but the fact that you get carted off is usually never a good sign, and once you get ruled out, never a good sign as well, but a huge win for the Denver Broncos, 7-6 and six on the season, firmly in the playoff hunt, and it is getting spicy in the AFC We'll have you covered with the buildup all throughout the week here on Lockdown Broncos. We'll also have you covered tomorrow what we hear from Broncos head coach Sean Payton from his conference call here today. You're going to get all that action and much more here on GMB.